right, welcome back to the Savant Podcast. This is episode 18, and it is football season, brother. So today we're going to be breaking down a little NFL season preview, uh, as well as talking about week one in college football. Uh, but yeah, week one starts this week, Cowboys versus the Bucks on Thursday night. Uh, the Bucks, obviously the champs of last year, Tom Brady bringing a championship to Tampa Bay. Uh, and yeah, they're looking to defend their crown, brought everyone back on their team, which is pretty much unheard of with Super Bowl winning teams, you know, usually guys, you know, get a pay raise and they have to leave and go somewhere else, or they have to, you know, re-sign their players and guys have to leave and that didn't really happen. So we'll see what happens. Obviously the chiefs, you know, in the Super Bowl, the problem was, you know, their offensive line and, you know, they spent a lot of money in the off season trying to fix that, but they also lost Sammy Watkins and a lot of their depth on the defensive end. But let's uh, bring in our co-host issue. Hi, how are you doing, man? How you been? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, just just relaxing and chilling and stuff like that, waiting for the podcast to return. And now that football season is back, like I can't wait to, you know, just do, you know, everything that we plan to do and see what's underway. Yeah, super exciting. So let's get into our first topic. So we're going to talk about some of the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick, and Zach Wilson will be starting in week one. Uh, but Trey Lance and Justin Fields are going to have to wait in the wing behind uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Andy Dalton. Trey Lance might, you know, play here and there um, in the games as they have different packages. Maybe he'll do a running play, um, a sweep, or, you know, he'll Garoppolo will throw it to him and then he'll throw the ball. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then obviously Justin Fields, I'm, obviously, I'm shocked that he's not starting. The coach and the GM, obviously this is a important year for them and they got to save their jobs. And I just don't think... Putting Andy Dalton. That being said, they do have the Rams week one. So maybe, you know, feeding Aaron Donald to Justin Fields week one is not the smartest um, decision for your investment. But I don't think Andy Dalton is going to win many games for them. Um, and they're going to have to turn to Justin Fields at some point. But what do you think about these both, these separate situations? You know, Garoppolo has brought them to the Super Bowl, the 49ers, you know, just, you know, two years ago. So he is a proven quarterback. But yeah, what are your what are your thoughts, especially like them taking Trey Lance? Were you surprised that they did with Garoppolo? Yeah, I was surprised that they took Trey Lance with Garoppolo because he did, you know, lead them to that Super Bowl a few years back. But, you know, I could also see why they did that because um, probably, you know, nine times out of ten, they maybe feel that he can't capture that same essence that he did when he did lead them to the Super Bowl. And, you know, a bunch of other teams in the uh, NFL are getting better and making so many improvements. And I guess they just want to go in a new direction and, you know, retool a little bit so they can capture the essence of, you know, that Super Bowl run that they did and, you know, maybe go farther than they did and potentially win the Super Bowl in a few years to come and just, you know, just retool, essentially start fresh and put the pieces together to start contending for more championship. Yeah, I definitely think before the draft, you know, they obviously thought that with one of the quarterbacks, you know, when they moved up to, you know, three or four or whatever it was, that, you know, they were going to be better than Jimmy Galapolo at some point. And yeah, you could argue, even in that, in that one preseason game, even though it's preseason, you know, he threw the 80-yard bomb. Yeah, Trey Lance, you know, he definitely has a bigger arm than Jimmy Garoppolo, and he can run, he's athletic. And, you know, you see where the league is going, you know, the top quarterbacks, you know, Mahomes, you know, he's not a running quarterback per se, but he can run. You know, Justin Herbert had quite a few rushing touchdowns last year. You know, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, obviously, Josh Allen, he can, you know, run a little bit. 
So, you know, these top guys, you got to have a little bit of running ability and Garoppolo. Yeah. I don't even think I've seen him run with the ball. So, you know, he's more of a Tom Brady type. That's why they had him in new England, but yeah, I hope Justin Fields gets the start, but is not the best team around them. You know, even that when he got hit in that one game, although it was his fault, he should have just noticed and thrown the ball away, you know, and, but I think by the end of the year, hundred percent, both these guys will be starting. Unless Jimmy Garoppolo goes like 18 and 0. I think that's the only way. But I think they definitely, because of their running ability and because of their the big time plays that they can create, will definitely back. But now we're gonna get into some predictions for the year. So we're gonna start off with the AFC. So issue, I'm gonna start with you. Who are your seven teams uh to get through to the playoffs in the AFC? Yeah, for the AFC, my number one team is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they had a they had an amazing run last year. Unfortunately, they fell short. But like throughout the whole year, like we were talking about Josh Allen and the strides that he was making, and they were just the team was just looking so amazing until they you know hit that playoff game and they just you know kind of fell short. So they're my number one team. I think they're gonna have a big year this year. I think Josh Allen could potentially contend for MVP. So I'm excited to see the Buffalo Bills and just see them win for you know Buffalo. Number two, I got Kansas City. That old line, you know, we just talked about it. That offensive line was one of the reasons why they didn't win a Super Bowl and they couldn't really protect uh, Patrick Mahomes. They did a little bit of retooling around that. I'm expecting Patrick Mahomes to have another big year. He could potentially win his another, you know, MVP trophy because he, he just has an amazing arm and he's just like he's he's a superstar. Number three, I got the the, the Chargers. Uh, you know, they drafted Justin Herbert and he's been. He's been looking real good, and I think he I think he developed well this you know this offseason. So I'm excited to see what he does because he was one of my favorite rookie quarterbacks coming out of his respective draft class. So it's going to be amazing to see what he does. Number four, I got uh, one of my other favorite teams, Tennessee Titans, team that I always uh, you know root for. They got uh, Julio Jones. They just added him to the roster, so maybe he can help out with that offensive blow with Derrick Henry, who I think is going to also have an amazing year this year as well. Number five, I got the Miami Dolphins. So I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what they can do. Number six, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Hopefully they, you know, improve better than they did last year. Cause last year, to me personally, I felt like it was a little bit of a drop off from the year before that, but maybe they can turn it around. And uh for number seven, I just threw the the Cleveland Browns in there at that seventh spot for me. Cause I think they'll I think they'll do pretty solid this year. Cause they've been exceeding expectations and surprising me last season. So I think this is their year to, you know, make some more improvements and, you know, potentially contend really, you know, heavy in the playoffs. Okay, now on to my list. So yeah, obviously Kansas City at the top. I think that's definitely a foregone conclusion. I have Buffalo as well. I think it's definitely to come down to Buffalo or Kansas City for the you know first seed in the division. I think it's just based on the health of the Kansas City Chiefs and their depth at the end of the day. And then after that, yeah, definitely got to go. I'm going to go with the Browns. No order right now. No order right now, obviously. But I think the Browns, that defense, I think their only question mark would be Baker Mayfield. And now with Odell back, you know, obviously last year we talked year about him, him struggling with Odell and then him being like really good without him. So we're going to see what happens with that. But with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and that they got one of the best offensive lines, they're going to be a lot of teams and they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. And, you know, they almost beat Kansas City, although Mahomes was hurt, but still, you know, they could make it through. Uh, then I also to go with the Indianapolis Colts. Hopefully Carson Wentz doesn't just stink up the bed this year. You know, the part of me is like, 
what if he's just never going to be a good quarterback again? Like that could happen. Like he could just show up and stink the bed. He hasn't been preseason. We haven't seen him yet, but hopefully, you know, Mark Wright or Frank Wright, the coach, he obviously was a coordinator back when he had almost MVP season before he got hurt. And then, you know, Nick Foles ended up taking over. It's not looking too good for him after, you know, not getting the vaccine and then getting COVID. You know, we saw what happened to Cam Newton. Um, We'll talk about that later. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because Indianapolis, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, Zach Martin, he's going to be out for a bit of time. They got the best roster, arguably, in the league. Uh, you can say that about a lot of teams, but I just think a good, you know, mediocre Carson Wentz can still get them to the playoffs because they did get there with Phillip Rivers last year. And then additionally, I'm going to go with Tennessee Titans. Uh, so obviously they added Julio Jones. That's huge. Obviously he hasn't played that much in the last few years. You know, we're going to get into fantasy later and... Drafting Julio Jones in the last four years is definitely, as your you know, wide receiver one has been hard as he's missed, you know, multiple games every year. And he's just not the red zone threat uh, that he used to be as Calvin Ridley has kind of taken over for that uh, role. I think their pass rush is a problem. And I think their defense, I think, yeah, that's the biggest question mark. But the pass rush losing Clowney, like he didn't really do much for them last year. But losing him, I think that's big. And then additionally, I'm going to add, Baltimore Ravens as well. Um, I'm thinking, you know, Lamar's going to take another step. Who knows if that's small, if he's going to win two playoff games this year. I don't know about that. I think they'll definitely get back to the playoffs. But, and he's going to contract year two. You know, and he wants to be paid like one of the big guys. So he's got to perform. He's got to throw the ball this year. So hopefully that works out for them. And then my last one, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers. They're definitely a sleeper this year. It's going to be hard in that division, obviously with Mahomes. But Justin Herbert... Many rookie quarterbacks come into this league and struggle. And, you know, he showed up um, this year. You know, we talked about him running the ball. Definitely think he's going to take another step. And, you know, look out for, obviously, you have Keenan Allen back again and Eklor. I think he's going to be elite running back this year, fantasy-wise, for sure. Um, but, yeah, let's move on to the NFC now. Issue, I'm going to start with you. Obviously, the NFC, the Bucks came out last year. NFC's got one of the deepest divisions as well. You know, the NFC West. With the Seahawks, 49ers, Rams, and Cardinals all trying to get into the playoffs. But who do you have coming out of the AFC, your seven teams? Well, for number one, number one, I put Tampa Bay because, you know, they got the same roster from last year. They, you know, they're coming off a, a Super Bowl championship win. So I expect that same momentum, energy to, you know, be to be there with them this season. So I expect them to go far and potentially make it to the Super Bowl again. They have the same roster and nothing's really different. So it's just more of a... It's just more if they could contend or not. And I think they I think they will contend very well in the playoffs. Uh number two, the Green Bay Packers. You got Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, had an amazing season starting off the season. Uh, you know, the previous season he started off, you know, very amazing, was in MVP talks. Devontae Adams, who I think could potentially win offensive player of the year. He's a stud. He was doing, you know, amazing. So I got them at my number two spot. You know, number three, I put the Cardinals. I'm, I'm I'm predicting that they have a, a a bit of a leap year this year. You know, they got Kyler Murray at quarterback, and he's been seeing some improvements. He was doing well on um, some fantasy teams that I played against uh, last year. Uh, they just added J.J. Watt, uh, added a new cornerback, so I expect them to do uh, pretty amazing with this team. And I, I I think they'll do I think they'll do very well. I think they'll do better than, than most teams uh, for me personally. Uh, number four, I put the Vikings. They just you know they just got Justin Jefferson at wide receiver. You know they have Dalvin Cook. Uh, can Kirk Cousins lead the pack? Uh, you know who knows? Maybe he can. You know I hope 
that he could still perform with the top level uh, quarterbacks in the league this season. So I put them at that number four spot. Uh, number five, I got the LA Rams. They just got uh, Matthew Stafford from the Detroit Lions with the trade with uh, Jared Goff. And I think Matthew Stafford to have, I think Matthew Stafford with the LA Rams team will do amazing. They got Aaron Donald on the defensive end, just doing amazing, who could potentially be one of the defensive players of the year. You know, he gets double teamed a lot, but Aaron Donald's a stud. So I got the Rams at number five. Number six, I put the 49ers. Uh, who knows what they'll, you know, what the quarterback situation will be. You know, we just previously talked about that, but I think they I think they'll do better this year. And for number seven, I put the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott just coming back from you know from an injury. And I, you know, I hope to see him do well this season. I just I want him, I just want good things to happen for Dak Prescott. They got Ezekiel Elliott, they got Micah Parsons, who's probably one of the one of the best defensive players. And, and, you know, the draft class from this year. And, you know, we also got some new faces from them. Can they perform? And, you know, I got some new faces in uh, Malik Hooker, Keanu Neal. And can Randy Gregory, you know, perform at a, at a high rate? We don't know. But uh, I think they'll do pretty well. And I just want to see Dak Prescott succeed from, you know, last season with his, uh, with his injury. And it looked pretty painful. But I got them at my uh, seventh spot for the NFC. Yeah, that injury did look pretty painful. But uh, for my list, obviously Tampa Bay at the top. Yeah, no surprise there. They're bringing everyone back. And additionally, their division, you know, with Drew Brees going, although I think the Saints could be a surprise team, you know, the Falcons and the Panthers, there's no match there uh, for them. I don't see them running the table. A lot of people, you know, think that. I think it's going to be harder than a lot of people think. But I do think they'll come up on top. Then obviously Green Bay, they could easily get the number one seed again. Uh, just like last year. And then I got the LA Rams. LA Rams and the Seahawks, I'm kind of flip-flopping. Obviously, I'm a Seahawks fan, but I'm flip-flopping on who will go number one. Obviously, losing Cam Akers, I think that's huge for LA. Like, they just have Henderson for their run game. I think that's big. And, you know, you can't get deep in the playoffs without a run game. You know, Seahawks, they got Russell Wilson can run, and Chris Carson's good. And they got some good backups. But Matt Stafford can't run. So that's that's the only thing. And, you know, when they're going to have to get that relief, they won't have it. Henderson, who knows? Maybe he'll be a surprise this year. Uh, I got the Saints. You know, we just talked about them. You know, Jameis Winston, I think he has the second easiest QB schedule. Uh, this year, I was looking at pro football focus. Definitely going to take him. I think they'll be one of the wild card teams for sure. Because they got a good team around them. And when he played last year, you know, they were pretty good. They're going to, you know, bring in Taysom Hill and those packages ever so often, I think. And I think that's going to confuse teams. Um, and Sean Payne's one of the best coaches still. So I think they get in. And then the 49ers. So I do think three teams from the West will get in. I think the I think the Cardinals are going to make a jump, but it's just, it's just so stacked. Like, it's just almost too hard. Because the 49ers, they got all those, you know, defensive players coming back. You know, Garoppolo's back. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. He's definitely a sleeper wide receiver. I think he's going to be really good this year. But yeah, who knows? The 49ers could win the division, the Seahawks could, or the Rams. You know, But I think those three teams will get through. And then I got the Cowboys as well. You know, They're going to be 9-8, 10-7 is going to be the division winner. This division is going to stink again. But Prescott's back. Hopefully, you know, he can come back to the form he was performing at you know, before the injury, at that, you know, those record-setting you know, setting offensive numbers. Uh, and then I do like the Neil signing as well. Like, I think that does help their secondary. That was atrocious last year. And I think this also helps that they're just, they just can't be that bad again. Like they just can't be that bad. 
and they have Dash Prescott. Like they have CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup, and like Zeke. Like they need they need to get through. Uh, their defense is the biggest question mark yet again. But you know they got Jalen Smith, got a good linebacking core, and Randy Gregory, another question, and can he stay out of trouble? That's another thing too. Um, you know who knows if we can do that. But uh, so those are our seven teams uh, for each conference. So now we're gonna go Super Bowl picks. So for myself, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I just think after being embarrassed like that in the Super Bowl, you know Andy Reid. You know I think they're gonna come up flying this year. And you could see in the preseason, you know how much Mahomes was playing. You know everyone was shocked, but look how bad they did in the last game of the year. And it was arguably his worst game ever. His worst game ever, I would say that. So. I'm definitely, I'm going to take them and I just can't see Brady winning again. Cause I think it's going to be the bucks again. I think it's going to be bucks or Packers out of the NFC and then chiefs or bulls. I think it's going to be the exact same final four bills. Like if bills can pull off and beat the chiefs, I think they would, they would win, but I just don't think, I think they need a few more weapons like, and yeah, they have digs. They added digs last year. That's hard to, but you know, we'll see how Singletary does for their run game. But I think maybe even a number one back would be good for them. But uh, who do you have for your Super Bowl pick? Yeah, this year, I'm going to go all in, and I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills. I'll say the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sean McDermott, I think he could potentially win Coach of the Year. He's an amazing coach. Josh Allen, I think he's going to have that chip on his shoulder, and he's going to be ready to compete this year. Hopefully, they can get far, but my predictions are, I say the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but if not, I could definitely see Green Bay sneaking in that spot for the, you know, for the NFC, but yeah, I got Buffalo Bills and the, and the Buccaneers uh, this year for the Super Bowl with the, you know, with the Buffalo Bills potentially winning. Yeah, and just to go back on the Packers, like part of me is like, you know, after, you know, how it ended last year and then after this the offseason felt so long with Aaron Rodgers, like he's going to come back with a vengeance, but obviously if they lose to the Bucs again, he's leaving no matter what. And he could leave no matter what, even if they win. There's just something about the Packers. I think they definitely, I think, yeah, they have the talent to pull it off, but it's the Bucs. They brought everyone back. So that's like, that's the main thing. And yeah, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder too. You know, they just won. Brady knows how to prepare the guys in his room. So definitely can't count them out ever. And, you know, we both did last year, uh, numbers, occasions, but it's Tom Brady. And uh, that was a mistake we made. But yeah, let's go on to MVP. So I have Josh Allen or Mahomes, but I'm leaning towards Josh Allen. It really depends on who I think who gets the number one seed. Like if the Bills get the number one seed, obviously you have to give him him the MVP. But if Mahomes gets it, it's hard to depends if he gets injured or not. Um, or if Josh Allen gets injured, you know. But I think it's going to come down to the two of them. I'm hoping for Josh Allen. I'm going to I'm going to pick Josh Allen. Um, and then my defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. I think, uh, you know, had he not gotten injured at the end of the year, I think he, yeah, Aaron Donald probably would have still won. But I'm going to have him. But uh, what are your MVP and defensive player of the year picks? Well, for MVP, that's crazy because on my list I got – um. I put uh put down Josh Allen as number one because with the MVP is usually a quarterback game. So I put Josh Allen at number one, Pat Mahomes at number two. And for the uh, for the other two spots, I just put Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady because I could see them potentially winning it. But I, I got my money on Josh Allen winning it. But yeah, I do agree that whoever gets that top seat, that's will that's with the um that's where they lean towards. But yeah, I'm I'm going with Josh Allen this year. For the defensive player of the year, I'm going Aaron Donald. 
and uh, Aaron Donald. And for the offensive player of the year, I got uh, Devontae Adams. That's a good one. Yeah, like, yeah, you got to put Rodgers in there. I don't think he defends his MVP. I mean, you know, he could put up those numbers again, and it's hard to, you know, not give it to him. But, yeah, even Russell Wilson, you know, he's always in the mix. He was a front runner for quite a bit of the season until, you know, they kind of fell apart at the end of the year. But, yeah, it's going to be hard, and definitely always goes to the number one seed. My offensive player of the year, I'm going to go Russell Wilson. Okay, so moving on from our predictions. So we're going to talk, our last part for the NFL season, we're going to talk about some of the vaccine issues, players getting cut as, you know, big, big headline, you know, last week, Cam Newton getting cut. I was pretty shocked when it happened. You know, obviously there was rumblings that he could. I just didn't think it was going to happen because, you know, after, yeah, you know, he missed time because of COVID, you figured he would have been cut right away. But I think in that last preseason game, you know, Mac Jones, you know, outperforming him kind of sealed the deal. That being said, if we're going to talk about him, you know, getting cut because he didn't get vaccinated. Yeah, that's that could be the case. And all these NFL teams are billion dollar businesses. And the QB is the number one position. It's the most important position. You can't win without a QB. And that being said, this was like Cam Newton's kind of final shot. You know, when players like get cut and then they go to New England, it's kind of like their last shot because no one else wanted him other than New England, really. Feel bad for him, obviously. But yeah, he dealt with the whole COVID thing last year. And then again this year, at the end of the day, if you think about it, it's not really surprising. But the fact that they took so long to cut him, I think it was surprising. But I think Mac Jones is definitely the way to go at the QB position. I thought Cam was going to do good this year. Like, I really thought, you know, with New England, all their defensive players back, they added all those offensive weapons. Like, I thought he was going to have a good year. Like, he looked good in his first two preseason games, but then missed practice, you know, because of COVID. There's obviously rumors that Panthers will pick him up. I just, I don't see why he would go back. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But do you think this is the end of the road for Cam Newton? And yeah, what are your thoughts on the whole situation, him being cut? Yeah, I think it's insane. I didn't think that they would cut him, but I definitely agree Mac Jones is the way to go. And no, I think Cam Newton would definitely get another shot with another team. But to be honest with you, it was really a slap in the face because on social media, there was this video with Cam Newton. He's like basically debating with some kid. Kid is And the kid is basically, he's basically, he's like going back and forth with Cam Newton. He's like, your ass, you know, you about to be poor. And then Cam Newton was going back and forth with him, telling him that he was rich. And for only for him to get cut off of the New England Patriots, like a, a couple weeks later, it's, 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 it's funny. But at the same time, I do hope that Cam Newton gets a, another opportunity to play because I still feel like he, he's got a lot of years left in him to, to perform at a, a high level. And it's just a matter of him, a team taking a chance on him and letting him just do his thing for him to perform. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see uh, what team gives him an opportunity to play. And I think he I think he I think he can get another shot with with another team that they give him the opportunity. But I don't I don't see him going back to Carolina. I don't I don't see why he would go back there. But you know, stranger things have happened. So, you know, it's it's possible. Yeah, no, it definitely has. And, you know, he obviously has the talent to still compete. That being said though, he has taken, you know, a lot of hits, you know, over the years. You know, that big athletic frame he has, he's he was able to take those hits throughout his career. But he's probably taken you know, more hits than most QBs um, have in their career. And he's only like 31, 32. So it's, that could be another thing, you know, the wear and tear on his body. You can choose to get vaccinated or not, but it's like at the end of the day, you know, the NFL at the beginning of the, or not beginning of the off season, you know, they said, if you don't have enough players to play, you forfeit the game. 
So, you know, if he got COVID and he gave it to his teammates, like they forfeit the game. Definitely not shocked. You know, Bill Belichick's kind of no nonsense guy. I'm just shocked they didn't do it right away. Like as soon as he got COVID. And obviously like they got to, you know, worry about the health. So that does make sense and that, you know, they were taking care of him. But another coach that took some heat, you know, Urban Meyer, former Ohio State and Florida quarterback. Not sure how this year is going to go for him. You know, he's got Trevor Lawrence. He's got the Jags. But, you know, he cut a few players that weren't vaccinated. And I think the NFLPA, they're doing an investigation. But it, be, it brings a question, like, players could be cut if they're vaccinated or if they're not. So how, do you, how can you tell if it's based on, you know, the, the play, you know, the level of player, or is it, you know, the decisions? And is it more of a political decision? Yeah, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Like, obviously, I think this investigation is going to show nothing. Like, I don't think, unless they find like a text message, like a, you know, a New England type thing, like deflate gate type situation, maybe. But yeah, I don't think anything's going to happen to him. And at the end of the day, the NFL is a business. But uh, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on Urban Meyer and the heat he's been taking? Yeah, I think pretty much after the investigation is done, I don't think they'll find anything and they'll just, you know, throw it away. But yeah, I can see it being in the middle and it being like it becoming a political issue. And, you know, once it becomes a political issue, you know, a lot of controversy comes with that. And you, you'll have people debating all over the world on social media. Oh, you know, this player got cut because he didn't get vaccine. And it just becomes a whole problem. So it's one of those situations where, you know, it's it could go either way. Like it could it could go it could you know, we don't know which way it could go. So this it's just looking like they need to figure out some type of middle ground where they could, you know, we could be able to watch football and make sure all the players are safe, fans and everything, without it becoming too much of a political issue. Because once that happened, then uh, a bunch of other things happened, you know, after that. And some people just want to watch football, and some people want it to be a political issue. But it, it, could, it could sway either way, for me, honestly. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely I agree. And, yeah, Tom Brady had some thoughts on this year, you know, with COVID. And he thinks, you know, it could potentially be worse because, you know, with fans back, in the stadiums, you know, I think 93% of players have been vaccinated now and over 99% of staff members, but you know, fans, that's not the case. So it's going to be interesting to see with that, you know, especially with travel now and, you know, just more things are open, you know, with the NFL season. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And yeah. Do you, do you think that a team will have to postpone a game this year? Yeah. I predict that we'll see a few like, during the start to start of the season, I, I I think we'll see a few games be postponed due to COVID restrictions and et cetera, and maybe fans not even being able to come to certain games throughout this season, as we've seen last year. So I think it'll be a, a continuing issue, especially around the start of the season, and um, with a with a bunch of fans now coming in, everything is starting to open up, and not a lot of people are getting the vaccines for their own personal reasons. So it's just going to be like a mixture of you know. Those who didn't get the vaccine, those who did get the vaccine all in one place and some people not wanting to wear a mask. So it, it, it could become like a problem. But I just hope that the NFL teams, you know, try to work their way around that so we could find some type of middle ground where everyone could just be able to come to games um, safely and be able to watch football without there being too many problems. But those issues will definitely arise throughout this NFL season. Yeah. And if I had to make like a prediction and like, like you said, like fans might not be able to come to games. Like I would not be surprised. And obviously this is not maybe a big prediction because COVID's happened before. 
but if they had to shut down the season or if at one point like Thanksgiving, like after Thanksgiving, the COVID numbers go up and they can't have fans for the rest of the year or something or certain states, like certain, it could be, you know, one, you know, Miami could just like be full the whole year. And then another state could be different. I could definitely seeing that happen and wouldn't, you know, throw out the question of the NFL season being canceled or are all leagues, you know, not canceled, but postponed like last season uh, for NBA and, you know, NHL and baseball. But, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. Uh, so now we're going to get into our fantasy talk. So big year. So Issue and I are in a league. Our draft is tomorrow night, obviously Thursday's day one. Um, so we're going to start off with some running backs. We're just going to break down some of our picks, people that we won't pick, um, some sleepers, and then also some tips for you guys who've never done fantasy before or want to try to get upper hand on your friends this year. Uh, so let's start off. So Obviously, in every single top 200 ranking, you know, standard versus uh, PPR, uh, Christian McCaffrey is number one ranked. Uh, no surprise here, because obviously last year he was injured, you know, quite a bit. But the year before, you know, he was dominant. Like, I think him and Lamar Jackson were just like points ahead of everyone. But yeah, when he's healthy, he's arguably the most talented player um, in the NFL. Like, I think two years ago, he won the Offensive Player of the Year. So yeah, if he's healthy and you know you can pull that off and another thing is sam darnold you know we'll see how he does you know in that sean brady offense you know obviously he was the offensive coordinator for joe burrow at uh, lsu so we'll see what happens there but i think this they could be a a sleeper team i don't think they're gonna make the playoffs but i think they won't be as bad as last year i think they'll be a bit better it all depends on sam darnold though and see what kind of chemistry he can make but they got the offensive weapons you know robbie anderson dj moore they're deep, and then we'll see what happens on their defense. But I like McCaffrey. There's a lot of running backs in the top 30, about 15. Uh, so there's a lot of value for running backs this year. You know, last year, Jonathan Taylor, you know, Antonio Gibson, James Robinson, you know, they weren't really up there being rookies and kind of low on the radar. I mean, Jonathan Taylor was drafted in most leagues, but James Robinson, I picked him up for week one, actually. And, you know, he had a great year. And Najee Harris, he's like high up there. This year, I think he's going to have a good year. I don't know about Big Ben, but Pittsburgh, you know, I think with Najee Harris, I think, yeah, he can he can rush for a 1,000 yards. I can see him being, you know, defensive or offensive rookie of the year, potentially. But if we go into the league backs, so we got McCaffrey, obviously, at the top, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, and obviously, you got to put Saquon in there, but he's never really been healthy. But when he's healthy, he's, like, you know, performs like a elite back, and and then I would put Austin Eckler. I think he's going to be in there this year. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on the elite backs? Who do you lean towards? Uh, I think I've had Derrick Henry like three years in a row. And I had like McHenry, or McCaffrey a few years ago. But yeah, who do you lean towards for the elite backs? And yeah, you're a New York guy. So Saquon, how do you think Saquon is going to do this year? I think he's healthy for week one, I heard. So those who are hesitant about drafting him, I heard he's going to play for week one. But he still has that health question mark all the time. But when he's healthy, like he could arguably be the best, you know, running back on this list if he's healthy. But we just got to see it. But what do you think? Yeah, that being me being a Giants fan, I definitely want to. I definitely want to snag Saquon Barkley this year. Um, I did snag him last year, but like as soon as Week One happened, he went out. So that in, that injury scare is always going to be there because he, you know, he's he's sometime in like. When he's healthy and he's performing, he could perform at a high rate. He's, he's you know, arguably the best, you know, running back in the league. 
But uh, when he gets, you know, injured, it's like it puts a question mark there. So me being a Giants fan, I definitely want to snag uh, Barkley. I'm a little hesitant, but I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. Like first chance I get, if I get the opportunity to take Barkley, I will. You know, McCaffrey, McCaffrey, he, he's definitely a good choice. And I know a lot of people are going to be gunning for him this year as well. So if me personally, I really want to get Barkley. Um, but if I can't get Barkley, I'm definitely going to go with somebody like Derrick Henry. That, so that's for me, those are like, that, those are the two that I'm leaning in the middle. But so I, I may, I may definitely go with Barkley, but I could see myself going with Derrick Henry as well. Yeah. And I also forgot to add Aaron Jones. I think he's definitely in that list. Nick Chubb, I would put there as well, but he's a little bit lower on rankings just because Cream Hunt, you know, they sometimes share, but I feel like even last year, like as an RB one, he's still like up there. But that being said, you know, compared to like a McCaffrey or a, you know, Derrick Henry, you know, guys that are, you know, running every ball for that team is different. But I think Nick Chubb, I think if you're picking him at the end of a first round in a snake draft, I think he'd be a good second round pick uh, for sure. Or if you're picking at the top of the first round and then the bottom of the second, he could be still there for you. But yeah, let's go into the second tier. So second tier. You know, they could enter into that elite discussion this year, but just for now, I think they're in second tier. So Joe Mixon, he's kind of been, you know, breaking at the door every single year um, on the elite category. Obviously, he's had some health concerns in the past. I think it all depends on, like, Joe Burrow, too. Because when they didn't have Joe Burrow last year, they were garbage. They were so bad. And he just, they just had a bad team around him, and it's hard for a guy like Joe Mixon who isn't necessarily a league guy to lead a team. But I think if like all wheels are turning around that team, I think he could definitely enter into that league discussion. Got Antonio Gibson, big year last year, you know, for the Washington Redskins. I like him as an RB2. I would not, you know, start my year. Like that being said, I would not want to start my year with any of these second tier guys, my number one. I just think too risky. I got Najee Harris in there. I like for me, like obviously he's a rookie, like it's hard to put a rookie in the second tier, but that's just where he's ranked. Like he's ranked in you know, on the top 20. It's like, he's going to go, you know, be one of the second RB selections for most teams, but I'm just not, I'm not hundred percent sold. I just wouldn't draft him necessarily. Who knows? You know, maybe he'll be a good option, but I think guys like Clyde Edwards, Alaire, I think he'd be a better option. David Montgomery, Chris Carson, even J uh, James Robinson. So James Robinson has been low, quite low, you know, I think in the thirties, but that, I think that was only because Travis Etienne, you know, they drafted him, but now he's out for the year. So I think, you know, definitely look out for James Robinson. He's ranked pretty low, but you know, I picked him up last year, you know, he was a top five back and then third tier, Miles Sanders, Deandre Swift, Miles Sanders is a good one. You know, with the Eagles, I had him last year, but his just injury concerns are just so big. And especially that Philadelphia team. Um, you know, they aren't the best, but, uh, who would you say at the second tier? Like, are you looking at for maybe an RB two? And do you agree that you wouldn't want any of these guys as your RB one? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't pick any of these guys as my RB one. Cause I just, yeah, it definitely is too ris risky. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who I've been looking at last year. He didn't, you know, he did show some, some great potential. So he's definitely one I'm looking for James Robinson as well. And, uh, Chris Carson, um, those are guys that I would definitely put at that that two spot, but I would never put them at that one spot. But I think they would be a great addition. I think they'll they'll be a part of a, a great supporting cast 
if you select any any of these guys in 13, I don't really I wouldn't really pick any of them for, for I definitely wouldn't pick any of them for that RB one spot. But I feel like some of these guys that's our you know, that's third tier. They could definitely make strides to become second tier and be a great, a great two, be great at that two spot as well. It's funny. A lot of these guys are number one backs, but it's just, you know, you know, a lot of it's based on the, the team around them, like David Montgomery, you know, I think at the beginning of last year, a lot of the owners were pretty frustrated. Like he had a pretty bad start, but then he kind of picked it up as the year went on as you know, Chicago kind of went back to Trubisky and they kind of started doing better. <laughs> but uh, I like Chris Carson. I like Chris Carson. Like I think Chris Carson and Robinson would be the only ones I'd be like, okay, if they're my RB one, you pretty much have like, to, you have to have an elite wide receiver here. And then like, if you're drafting like Travis Kelsey, like he's going, I think he's like fifth in a lot of picks. And if you draft him first round, let's say draft a wide receiver, the second round, the third round, like you might get one of those available. I wouldn't necessarily draft like that. But if Travis Kelsey's available, I'm definitely going to draft him. I think he's, we'll get into the Titans later, but he's definitely uh, that dude. Um, let's go more into the third tier. So Josh Jacobs, another guy, he's kind of been fluctuating second tier, third tier. Um, a lot of people wanted to put him in elite. Like I think like a few years ago, he was drafted like pretty high in a lot of drafts, but yeah, he just doesn't like the Raiders. I don't think they're going to be good this year. And yeah, he just doesn't rush for that many yards per attempt. I think every year he's like below average. And yeah, we'll see what happens. They do kind of run him into the ground. But uh, yeah, RB2, RB3, I think definitely you can go with here. Daryl Henderson, you know, with Cam Akers, we talked about going down. He's an RB1. So he he's another sleeper because he's pretty low on a lot of draft boards. That being said, you know, RB2, RB3 again. Gus Edwards, the same thing, you know, with Josh Dobbins going down. He's going to be the RB1 in Baltimore. Yeah, and he he actually performed quite well last year. Like he was on, he's owned in quite a few leagues. And then lastly, Kareem Hunt. And it's funny, you know, Kareem Hunt's like the first, you know, running back on this list where it's like he's the second back, but he still performs not at RB one level, but he's still you can still you can put him in your lineup. You can put him out of flex. You can put him RB two, and he still puts up points. He had a few rough games last year, but there was a lot of games where he did perform. Yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on you know Josh Jacobs? Henderson, Edwards, and Hunt for your team. Josh Jacobs for my team personally. I don't think I put him there. I don't. I don't think the Raiders use him well. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think it's a good fit with that team per se. I wouldn't select him. I wouldn't draft him for my team. But I could definitely see myself drafting. You know, Kareem Hunt, Gus Edwards, definitely taking up that two spot as well. But Josh Jacobs, I don't think he's gonna. Um, excuse me, perform well this year per se. So I wouldn't select him on my team if he's there. I mean. Kind of like the only way he would be on my team if it was like a nuclear option kind of situation. But other than that, I wouldn't select Josh Jacobs. But anybody, you know, towards lower on this list could definitely be that RB2 spot and potentially even go to second tier or maybe even elite tier. You, you know, you never know, but not not Josh Jacobs. Like I said earlier, like he does run for low, you know, yards per rush, but he does get touchdowns. Like he, you know, he does get, and that's like, you know, most of his points are. He's almost like a good short short down back so i wouldn't really draft him let's go into sleeper running backs now so these are guys that you know may be undrafted in some leagues depending on the size of your league or are just like pretty low and i think that should be ranked higher so devin singletary uh the bills we talked about him earlier not the best yeah i think my dad had him on his team last year just yeah pretty sad year but it's like 
he could, you know, he, he looked like a little bit faster in preseason. I'm not going to lie. Cause he's not like the best athlete, you know, in the last few years, but I could see, you know, I think Buffalo's going to take the next step. And that's funny. We see the next step and they were just in like, you know, the, the championship game. And it's hard to say that, but I think offensively, I think they're going to take the next step. And I think the running game is the next kind of thing. Cause I think Josh Allen, you know, I don't think he was your leading rusher, but he was pretty close to Devin Singletary. So it's like, I'm hoping he can, and I think, I don't think he'll be drafted in most leagues. So I think he'll, he'll be there if he does perform. Philip Lindsay and the Texans, um, you know, he's not confirmed to start or anything, but just, you know, a few years ago or three years ago, he was the fantasy champion uh, for running back for uh, the Denver Broncos. So he does have the talent and the Texans are garbage. Um, so they could just run him to the ground, you know? So I think he could be a good option. And depending on the weeks, they might play a bad team. You could add him in. Gus Edwards as well. You know, we talked about him. I just think he's pretty low now with Dobbins being out. Baltimore's such a run-heavy offense. And yes, Lamar Jackson does a lot of the running, but they got to do a lot of play action. And they got to set that up by running the ball with their backs. Additionally, James Robinson, yeah, like he's not really a sleeper, but he's just like 30th ranked in a lot of these drafts. And I just think he's so much, I think he should be top 20. It's only because, yeah, Travis Etienne we talked about. And then Rashad Penny. So Chris Carson... So Rashad Penny, the backup for the Seahawks, Chris Carson has had health concerns in the past. So I think it might be smart putting Penny on your watch list, adding men in, adding him in. I know he had a few drops last year, but you know, he looked good in the preseason. You know, if you draft Carson, I definitely look at Penny as having a backup option. And then I like this one. This one's my big sleeper for the year. So Damian Harris of the New England Patriots, he could lead the league in rushing as like a big sleeper just because of how Mac Jones rookie quarterback, obviously, you know, they're going to have to run the ball a lot with him and he's not a running quarterback and new England already runs the ball quite a bit as it is. You know, if you look at it, I know the exact stat, but he was, you know, for red zone touches for rushing. I think the two or three guys below him are no longer on the team. So I think he's a great option for the red zone, um, especially for touchdowns and new England loves to run the ball. The one thing I am worried about, the the rookie running back they did have did look good in the preseason. And, you know, Belichick kind of does do a little roulette with his running backs quite a bit in the past. Um, so I would say that's probably my biggest question mark on him. But I like him. Yeah, I'm not going to draft him, but he'll definitely be there available. And then Raheem Mostert, um of the 49ers. Obviously had that big, you know, playoffs and championship game, you know, a few years ago. Um, and then was injured last year, but he's pretty low in a lot of these leagues. And yeah, he has the offensive talent. Yeah, not, I think he could get up to the second tier, definitely when he's healthy. Um, and especially, you know, that 49ers offense, they're just so lethal. Who are some of your sleeper running backs? What are your thoughts on some of those choices? Yeah, for sleeper running backs, I'd definitely say Damian Harris, him and Mac Jones are going to do some, some good things. And I think the Patriots are going to do well. So I think he would do, he would be a, a good fit on my team as well. Definitely. If you want somebody who's, you know, who's not going to be really watched like that, but who could definitely just surprise you and help your team a lot throughout this fantasy season. So definitely him, you know, pretty much. Yeah. That's basically it for me. Like Damian Harris. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Pretty much all the other guys we've already talked about, but Damian Harris is definitely, I think he's, he could even be elite this year. Like, who knows? I would be very hesitant on that just because of the roulette um, that Belichick likes to do with his running backs. Moving on now to wide receivers. 
Um, so we're going to start off with some of the elite wide receivers, um, kind of give our thoughts on those. So starting off defensive or Devonte Adams, <laughs> defensive Adams, um, your pick for offensive player of the year. Yeah. Like he's going to be, I think he's gonna be on stall again this year. Like, thank God Aaron Rodgers is back. I think if he wasn't, then definitely wouldn't be on, uh, he would still be on this list, but I don't think, you know, he'd be number one. Uh, Stefan Diggs, huge year for Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen made huge leaps with them adding Stefan Diggs. And then Tyree Kill as well. You got Tyree Kill. And I think after that, you know, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, I think that's probably where it ends. DK Metcalf, I'd be hesitant a little bit for an elite just because Tyler Lockett. But I think he has those, you know, big gains and he has that talent to be elite. It's just, you know, Tyler Lockett is such a uh, favorable option for Russell Wilson time to time that sometimes he it looks like he's the number one option. But I think DK is going to make steps this year where he is clearly the number one option. So, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, he was, you know, one of the best wide receivers last year in fantasy. Up until kind of the end, he kind of slowed down. Kyler kind of fell in love with, you know, Christian Kirk quite a bit. You know, they, you know, played together. But... Yeah, there, there was games he would get under 10 points, and he was my wide receiver one. And that kind of, I think that kind of put me in the coffin. He was my first round pick. Won't be drafting a wide receiver in the first round this year. I think that's definitely big no no. But yeah, Calvin Ridley, too. I, you know, picked him up last year uh, through via trade. You know, with Julio gone, yeah, he, he's been like wide receiver one numbers, even with Julio. Obviously, Julio's been injured, but even with Julio playing, like he, he puts up those numbers just because he's such a big red zone threat. And, you know, with Kyle Pitts there as well, you know, we'll see if maybe he'll take some of those red zone receptions from him. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the wide receiver uh, elite list? Would you add anyone to that list? And who are you leading towards if you had to pick for one of these elite wide receivers? No, I wouldn't necessarily add anyone into this, uh, into the elite list because I feel like um, everyone else is kind of like a level below and they just have a little bit more to prove. I really want to get Devontae Adams this year. And, you know, because he's my offensive player of the year this year. Uh, I, I really want to get Adams, but I wouldn't mind getting Stephon Diggs because I feel like with, I feel like bu the Buffalo Bills are going to have a big year this year, and they're going to really build on that foundation that they had last year, and they're really going to improve this year and, and make the Super Bowl. But in the event that I don't get um, either of these top two, I could see I could see a world where I pick uh, DeAndre Hopkins if he's like a last option or, or Tyreek Hill, you know, if he's a last option. So, I really want to get Adams. I don't mind taking Diggs. I, I would definitely take Tyreek Hill. But if DeAndre Hopkins is the last wide receiver on the board and, you know, out of this elite list, then I'll, I, you know, I wouldn't have too much of a choice but to take him and potentially just hope that this year he, you know, doesn't slow down and he just continues to keep going and, and build on that, you know, and build on how he started off the season because he started off the season pretty good and he kind of slowed down. So, maybe he has that motor where he could continue to just push and perform at a high level and hopefully – do you know do my team some justice if if you know in a scenario where i do get them on my team but no i wouldn't change this list at all i think this list is actually perfect it's perfectly wide, wide receiver list everybody else is i feel like they had they got a little more uh to prove and potentially next season i think that's when we will see those second tier guys or potentially even those third tier guys start to make those jumps to the elite list yeah i completely agree but speaking of the second tier and you know wide receivers that could enter the elite discussion Keenan Allen, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, he's always kind of on that borderline elite, kind of second tier. 
Um, but I think, you know, Justin Herbert is going to make some leaps this year. So I think that could benefit him. AJ Brown. So I think AJ Brown, like I wanted to put elite, like I, oh, I can't remember last year, like when he, I think he, like they were showing his stats in like two years or whatever. Like he has like, I think it was like 15 or maybe it was 20 touchdowns in like two years, like some crazy number. Like he's just so productive when it comes to, you know, grabbing balls and, and unreal catcher. My only thing is, is with Julio Jones. And obviously, you know, we've talked about the health concerns with Julio, but it's, you know, that might take a few points from AJ Brown from being elite, I think. Um, and there could be weeks where he doesn't perform as much as, you know, he usually does being that Ryan Tannehill has another option to throw to and being Julio Jones is, you know, arguably top five receiver ever. So that's definitely what puts him in the second tier at this point in time. Uh, Justin Jefferson next. Um, so yeah, he was a big surprise last year. Rookie wide receiver. Yeah. I believe he's offensive rookie of the year, or maybe that was Justin Herbert or him. Can't couldn't tell you which one, but, but yeah, yeah I think he's going to have another unreal year. You know, obviously they have Adam Thielen, you know, Kyle Rudolph, he could be elite. It's just Kirk Cousins. So that's the only thing, you know, a lot of these wide receivers that could be elite comes down to quarterback that, you know, they have and cousins, you know, there was a time where he was up there and there was a time where he was, you know, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league uh, is no longer the case, but I'm kind of waiting to see on Jefferson being elite. Uh, Allen Robinson. Yeah. Allen Robinson. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of drafting him in fantasy. I'm a big fan of the player, but just in fantasy, like the last few years with Mitch, it's been really, really hard. He's like the only option sometimes, but with Andy Dalton, definitely a smarter thrower. Doesn't throw as many interceptions. Yeah, he could be lethal and he's going into a contract year as well. I'd just be hesitant for him being my wide receiver one, uh, just cause it's Chicago. And then I have Terry McLaurin. So Terry McLaurin, he would be like my sleeper. Uh, second tier. I think he's going to make huge leaps. You know, after last year, QBs he had, you know, no, no disrespect to Alex Smith, you know, obviously, and Kyle Allen and, you know, Hopkins, you know, hopefully, you know, his career, it didn't look too good in the preseason, but last year, Washington, that was not good. And McLaurin like showed up. He was unreal. I think he's going to be elite wide receiver one day. I don't know if it's this year. Obviously Fitzpatrick's there. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Heineke will come back in, maybe, um, at one point in the year because Fitzpatrick does kind of have those highs and lows, but I do think that that defense will keep him in for most of the year. Um, but Terry McLaurin, really like him. Um, he was like a free agent pickup in most leagues uh, last year. C.D. Lamb, um, like him. I'm going to put C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper kind of both second tier just because it's kind of hard to pick who's that number one right out the gate. Obviously, you want to see Amari Cooper. But C.D. Lan is the younger guy and, you know, who knows what uh, Prescott, you know, has been working on with them. You know, he might have better chemistry. You know, obviously he has better chemistry with Cooper, but he could create that with Lamb. And I could see Lamb getting into elite. Like he has the talent to be an elite wide receiver. It's just the fact that they got Gallup, you know, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. That's the only problem. And then I just had Robert Woods. So with Matt Stafford coming in, that's definitely a huge boost for him. You know, Robert Woods has been, you know, pretty reliable. Uh, I wouldn't say RB1, but RB2, definitely. I think what is holding him from being elite maybe this year would be Cooper Cup, who 
I draft pretty much every year. He's my sleeper every year. Like he is always ranked too low and he always outperforms. Um, and he's a good trade asset too. Um, cause you can draft him pretty low. And then, yeah, I got Julio Jones in there as well. Chris Godwin and then Mike Evans. So Mike Evans, like, I think he's elite. Julio Jones, I think they're elite. You know, Chris Godwin's elite. It's just the fact that they got so many weapons and Julio Jones's case, you know, the injury history, Mike Evans too, last year had some injury history, but, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on the second tier list? You know, we, you kind of have a CD lamb, Mari Cooper, the Cowboys boys, and then the Buccaneer wide receivers. And then as well as Julio Jones, like Julio Jones is healthy. Like he could be, you know, better than AJ Brown this year. Who knows? But it's just like, if he's going to be healthy or not, but, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on all those guys on the second tier list? Yeah, this second tier list is pretty solid. I'm not. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Keenan Allen would definitely love to have him on my team. And I had Amari Cooper on my fantasy team last year. He never really performed anything extravagant, but for my team, he was always serviceable and he always did what he had to do. And he was also a good, you know, trade asset during the um fantasy league. So like, if he like, if I had the option to pick him again, I'll definitely pick Amari Cooper because he always he does he does what he needs to do. But he you know he's like a you know a master of none, um, pretty solid at everything type of player. So I wouldn't mind getting him on my fantasy team again. Uh, C.D. Lamb as well, who's also on the Cowboys. I, I would I would be open to get – I think I had him on my fantasy team last year too. So, yeah, these guys, like – so I'm being that I'm familiar with them, having them on my fantasy team, like if any of these guys are, are, are there, I'll definitely snag them. But I would love to have a Keenan Allen and wouldn't really – you know, I don't really know about Julio Jones. Like I want to see if he's healthy and as well. So, you know – Taking him would be a little risky, and this year I just want to get players who are who who are going to be healthy throughout the season and, and who could perform at a higher rate. And that I don't I don't know if Julio Jones is that option for me personally, but I could see myself taking him and potentially Mike Evans. I don't really know, you know, he's just you know he's fresh off the Super Bowl win, but being that the the Buccaneers have so many options, you know, he he may fall short. Yeah, that, those are my thoughts with the the second tier list because this this list is pretty solid, and I see some guys who I think are gonna you know perform pretty well, and I'm familiar with having a few of these guys on my team, and they did they did what they had to do for the mean part. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, there's not many like I would say Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, McLaurin. Like, I'd be comfortable being my wide receiver one, but yeah, with Julio, like the last few years, he's just not healthy. Like, he just can't be a wide receiver one anymore. Like, it's just that time is gone for that. But yeah, even as a wide receiver two, I'd be a little bit hesitant just because of his, you know, health concerns. If he's your wide receiver three, oof, that's that that could be a steal and that could be a big sleeper. Uh, but let's move on to the third tier. Uh, so the top of the list, um, we got Tyler Lockett, obviously one of Russell Wilson's, you know, top targets. Um, numbers wise, he does, you know, sometimes hit that second tier level. It's just not as consistent, and he's just not as you know, if you compare the guys in the second tier list, like you would put Tyler Lockett, you know, a bit below them. DJ Moore, I like him. Darnold is the big question mark. Like these QBs is a big question mark. And I think Darnold's going to do well. Like I, I hope so for his career, um, obviously, because this is probably his last chance to, you know, you know, start. Adam Thielen, talked about him with Justin Jefferson. He's, you know, gets a lot of touchdowns every year. Could be slowing down though. He has been slowing down the last few years. So that's why I have him in the third tier. I uh, got Robbie Anderson. You know, we talked about him and DJ Moore like that. Like those, all these guys, they'd be your flex or third wide receiver pretty much. Like that's what I'd be comfortable with. Like Jerry Judy, I think Jerry Judy can make some leaps. 
you know, Teddy Bridgewater, it's just like, what kind of Teddy Bridgewater are we going to see? Are we going to see the game manager? Or are we going to see him throw the deep ball a little bit? Had Drew Locke, you know, got the job and maybe showed a bit more improvement in terms of like keeping care of the football. Yeah, maybe like he looks a bit better because, you know, Drew Locke's a gunslinger and he didn't look not that bad in the preseason. But it's just, it's going to depend on uh, Teddy Bridgewater in that offense. But he has the potential to be elite one day, definitely. Uh, T. Higgins, you know, he's up there as well. Obviously, T. Higgins, the one problem with that is that they, you know, they just drafted a wide receiver. Definitely, yeah, third third wide receiver. Then I got, you know, the three Pittsburgh wide receivers, you know, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Juju. You know, that, like, they're all ranked pretty similar. Like, Juju's, like, the third one. But that's a hard one. Like, I'd stay away. I don't know. I honestly stay. Like, I, I remember I picked up Claypool for a few games, and he went off. But he's he's kind of hit or miss. It's kind of like, you know, Big Ben, one of those guys kind of goes off, you know, every single week. Um, so those are kind of hard to pick. But, yeah, out of the third tier, is, is there anyone that's attractive to you? Or you might just wait for, like, some sleeper wide receivers. I definitely say Jerry Judy. Uh, he's shown some promise, um, but I think he definitely has a lot more to prove as a route runner and stuff. But like, I would be open to getting Jerry Judy because I think this year he's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna improve a lot. Juju wouldn't really pick him that much. I would definitely be open to picking DJ Moore or Tyler Lockett from from third tier. But um, like the one that really you know just really shines to me is Jerry Judy because I think he's gonna make some improvements as you know as, as long as he's putting in the work. And he does have a lot more to prove. I, I definitely want to get Jerry Judy if he's there. For me, I definitely snag him. Yeah, now on to our sleeper wide receivers. So, talked about this 49ers receiver earlier, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, rookie last year. Um, he had that crazy touchdown where he hurdled that guy running down the sideline. I really like him this year. I don't know. Like, he's definitely, I would draft him near the end of the draft, but I could see him going in the middle rounds and someone jumping on him. Hopefully not in our league. And then I have Odell. Odell, I think, is a huge sleeper. Just on how low he is and the talent of Odell. Just like that. And obviously, you know, I remember like a few years ago, you know, he was like in that elite category and drafted as one of the first wide receivers. And then, you know, he kind of stunk it up. Like he could be your wide receiver one, just like on talent wise and, you know, what he's done in the past. But it's just like, is he going to do it? Uh, I'm not I'm not super confident in that. And just Baker Mayfield, I'm not confident on their chemistry but i would definitely pick him near the end of the draft is he if he's available mike williams the backup for the chargers he's always uh, he's never really drafted but he's always like at the top of that kind of free agents list i think he could have a big year justin herbert like i said before is going to make some leaps and i think that will definitely pay dividends for mike williams gabriel davis so the buffalo bills wide receiver kind of under the radar guy had some big plays last year, big plays in the preseason. I really like this guy. Like, I think he's he's going to be – I don't think he'll be a thousand yards rusher, but I think he could be in certain weeks. I think, you know, depending on, you know, the pass defense for the team that the Bills are playing, I think he could go off. Um, and, yeah, also depending on, you know, like let's say the Bills, you know, let's say for heaven's sake they're playing the Rams and Jalen Ramsey was locking up digs. Then I would want to add Gabriel Davis because I think he's that good. And Cole Beasley as well. I'd put in that category. But I just think Gabriel Davis, he's just like, he has that that wide out. Cole Beasley's good, but he's more of a slot receiver um, guy. And he has a lot of possessions and he does get those points. But Gabriel Davis can do that, those big plays. Then I got Jacoby Myers, uh, New England Patriots. He was really good last year. I think at one point in the year, he was like, I think 30% of their targets 
were going to him, which is insane. And like I think he threw it he threw a touchdown in one game as well. So he has some I guess some talent in that category. I don't I don't expect him to throw a touchdown every game. So um don't quote me on that. Um going to this year, like obviously, you know, they've added, you know, Aguilar and I can't remember the other guy they added uh the other wide receiver. But I think Jacoby Myers, he could be he could be that dude for this team, just based on how much they threw to him last year, the comfortability. But we'll see what Mac Jones. It's all about Mac Jones, who he's gonna be comfortable with throwing the ball to. I think definitely Juno Smith. We'll get into Titans later, but he's give you a big um, option for that. But yeah, what? Uh, oh, lastly, Marquez Callaway of the Saints. Now with Michael Thomas being out for a while, he's definitely. I think he'll definitely go up in the draft boards now. Had that big game with Winston, but uh, I like him as well. But yeah, what are your thoughts on the sleepers? Do you want to add any uh, sleepers to this list? Wouldn't add any sleepers per se to this list. I definitely say Odell will be a sleeper. It's just a matter of how will he perform with Baker Mayfield because, of course, Baker Mayfield always performs better when he's not on the field. So once they get that that issue solved, I think Odell could definitely rise up in the test, but I definitely think he'll be a sleeper wide receiver, and I wouldn't mind having him as my wide receiver two or even one if he's there. And I had him last year, but – you know, last year for him was kind of uh, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest year, and you know we've seen better performances from him. But if he's if he's there, I'll definitely take him, and I'm open to having him on my fantasy team again this year. So you know who knows, but I, I definitely would be open to taking him or Jacoby Myers or one of those guys out of the, out of that uh, sleeper list. All right, and now let's move on to tight ends. So obviously we talked about Travis Kelsey earlier. So for the elite tight ends, it's almost like rankings because kelsey is i think he's like wouldn't say leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else he performs every week and he's pretty much mahomes arguably his number one option other than tyree kill and you know kelsey does outperform hill here and there uh because then after that i would say darren waller and kettle or kittle not kettle um would be like the elite wide receivers kittle you know i had him last year my team injury concerns is a big one uh, and then Darren Waller, obviously, you know, Derek Carr, you know, he's been making improvements every year, but I just don't think the Raiders are gonna be that good. But I think Travis Kelsey is so much better, not so much better than Darren Waller. It's just, he's gonna be drafted in the first round. And those other guys are probably not going to go to the third, uh, third or fourth round. So I think, yeah, Travis Kelsey is a lot of value. Like I said earlier, I said, if he's available, I would pick him. I probably will. If I'm at that spot, like five, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. What are your thoughts on those three? And do you think Kelsey is that much better than Waller based on the rankings? Or do you think that, you know, a Kittle when healthy can be just as good and a Waller as well? Kittle just as good can definitely be as good as Travis Kelsey. And I definitely see, you know, we already know that Travis Kelsey is going to definitely be going in the first round. And it's not that far off with Darren Waller uh, per se. But personally, me, I would be open to getting any of these guys. But if not, that secondary um tight end list is uh looking promising as well. Cause we already know that these top three um out of the elite are gonna be going uh pretty pretty early in the draft for us. Yeah, and earlier I was talking about a drop off, but after the elite tight end list that we have here, there's quite a big drop off, I believe. Um, in terms of potential uh points at the end of the year. Like, yeah, like you said, Kittle, like when healthy. He can be just as good as Travis Kelsey. And there's there's been games where Kittle's, you know, been in the thirties and forties. You know, I remember I remember his rookie year when he had that streak of games just going off. Now if we go into the secondary, so these guys could be elite. I I wouldn't say necessarily. You know, Mark Andrews, 
kind of had an off year last year, you know, a few years ago, like that Lamar kind of MVP year kind of went off, was one of those top guys, arguably could say are elite. I just think, you know, he's got Sammy Watkins now. And because they're such a run heavy offense, I just don't see him being elite. But yeah, I would argue that he's probably the fourth, fourth uh, tight end on this list. Kyle Pitts, you know, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, he looked really good in the preseason. I'm like pretty stoked for him. Uh, I think he's gonna be good. I just don't, I just don't know if I'll, yeah, if he's available, maybe I'll draft him. But it's just I'm not 100 percent sure on Matt Ryan and you know that offense. I think they they could put up a lot of points, but yeah, who knows? And then you know T.J. Hawkinson on Detroit, he's a good player. You know, it, it's just with you know with uh, Jared Goff there. You know, obviously he was, you know, putting up points with Matthew Stafford. It's a little bit different situation, but Jared Goff is a uh, game manager quarterback and he does like to use his tight ends. So it could, you know, be good for Hawkinson. I just don't think he'll be elite. Like I know I said it could be elite. I just don't think TJ will. Uh, Logan Thomas uh, for the Redskins, former quarterback actually. Uh, Yeah, he had a big year last year. And I think Fitzpatrick is going to have to rely a lot on him. And Robert Tanya. So Robert Tanya, I think he could be elite. Definitely just based on last year, how productive he was for Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, I picked him off off waivers last year. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on the second tier? Yeah, do you lean towards anyone on this list? I am open to to selecting Kyle Pitts. I feel like he could potentially be the rookie of the year, but um, it's just more so Matt Ryan and can, and can Matt Ryan, you know, pick it up because he's been looking washed for a minute now. But I'm definitely open to taking Kyle Pitts. But he wouldn't be a first option for me. But I definitely take him if he's he's available. And there are not many options left. And uh, T.J. Hawkinson potentially as well. Um, I think he would be good. Or Robert Tanya. But not not anything. Not anyone specific on this list. But I'd definitely be open to taking one of those three for my um for my 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 second spot. Or if they're you know left. Yeah, I'd definitely be open to taking any of these guys because I feel like. You know, some of them could make some strides and surprise us this year. And I think we will be surprised with a few of these guys on the secondary list. Yeah, I think so too. And yeah, not even necessarily they have to be elite, but I think they can definitely be in the middle of that second tier, elite tier. Um, now onto the third tier. Uh, so talked about earlier, Jonah Smith, uh, the Patriots. I think, you know, obviously Hunter Henry, they signed as well. And I think if you're worried about one or the other, Hunter Henry's just can't stay healthy. You just never, never been healthy ever even last year. So I think if you had to go with some, you got to go Junior Smith. He had a big year last year. Yeah, but that that being said, I'd be worried about him being the number one just with Hunter Henry and when Hunter Henry is healthy because Belichick likes to use two tight ends. Then I got Gerald Everett. He's on the Seahawks. I think he's got a big year. You know, obviously success with the Rams. Gronk's one where it's like, it's kind of based on the matchup. You want to look at it, if he's healthy or not. I don't expect him to play 100% every single game this year. Like, they're going to need him for the playoffs. Look like in the Super Bowl, like, he was unbelievable. So, and that was probably his best game of the year. Yeah, it'd be tough drafting him just because of how inconsistent he is in the regular season. But who knows? He might, like, want to, like, show up this year. But we'll see. Uh, Dallas Goddard and uh, Zach Ertz of the Eagles. I put both of them in there. Just because, for me, it's always been hard. I think Dallas Goddard has definitely gone over Zach Ertz. You know, Zach Ertz was, like, you know, one of those elite tight ends like a few years ago, uh, back when Carson Wentz was slinging it. But yeah, I definitely go Dallas Goddard. And Zach Ertz is like, you know, health-wise, isn't the best choice. Tyler Higby, you know, with Matt Stafford, I think he could be a big sleeper just based on, you know, the success he had with Jared Goff and now with Matt Stafford. Like, I think he could do really well. 
And then lastly, I got Mike Jasicki. So on the Dolphins, he was pretty underrated last year, but I like him. But uh, but yeah, do you like any of these guys on this third tier list? And I did forget Noah Fant as well on the Denver Broncos. Um, but yeah. yeah. A few of these guys on this list is serviceable. I had Tyler Higby on my fantasy team last year, and he, he did all right. I'm familiar with having him on my team. Gronk, maybe. I don't really know. He's not, you know, he's he's in. So nothing, no one on this list specifically, but like, it, it all falls down to how the draft looks. And if these guys are like what's up on the board, I could definitely see myself taking a Gronk or a Noah Fant or Juno Smith on this list. Or Tyler Higby being that he was already on my team and I'm familiar with, you know, having him on my team and what he could potentially do. Maybe he can make some shots. I don't really know. All right. So now we're on to the last position, QBs. Uh, we're not going to talk about kickers and defensive teens. Uh, we'll let you guys do that research for yourselves. Kickers, I wouldn't worry about too much. You could literally pick up a new kicker every week and you'd be fine. Um, that's kind of usually what I do. Although last year, my auto pick was uh, Young Ho Ko. When I saw it, I was like, who the hell is this guy? And I remember dropping him and he ended up being one of the best. Um, but I picked up uh, Black and Ship, so that was fine. But uh, so yeah, so I wouldn't worry about kickers, but on to QBs. So the elite QBs. So for fantasy-wise, Elite QBs doesn't necessarily mean elite when it comes to, you know, just regular, you know, if we're talking about the MVP rankings or just like for ranking QBs on who you want to start your franchise with. I mean, real life, not in fantasy, you know, um, obviously Lamar Jackson, you know, a few years ago, number one, he's not necessarily the QB you want to start your career with be more Patrick Mahomes, but Mahomes being number one, he's got some running ability. You got Kyler Murray in there, even in the games where he kind of stunk it up throwing the ball he would still get 20 points because he can run, he'd run like 60 yards or you get a touchdown or something. So he's a very good option. Josh Allen, I had him last year. Yeah, I, I was kind of, I was kind of taking a risk, but I knew that with Stefan Diggs, he was kind of make some leaps and it, it paid off. He had a big year. Uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously, like I said, he's always going to be up there because of the running ability. Dak Prescott, you know, he wasn't in that top eight list last year, but he would have been had he been healthy all year. Russell Wilson again. I've had Russell Wilson quite a few times and he's always a good pick just because of his running ability. Aaron Rodgers is a good pick as well. Aaron Rodgers doesn't run as much or at all, like compared to these guys on this list, but he does have that ability. He's a very athletic quarterback. Um, and then Justin Herbert as well. Like you don't see him, you know, going for, you know, just a straight out run, but he does get a lot of rushing touchdowns. Um, and that does help as well. And he's a big dude, so he can get in for those scores. But yeah, what are your thoughts on those elite guys? And if you had to pick one one QB to start your team tomorrow, who would you pick? If I had a QB to start my team tomorrow with, I'll definitely go with – I think I'll go with Colin Murray or even Josh Allen per se because I, I think they're good leaders and we've seen Josh Allen make so many strides. We talked about it enough times for, for people to understand – <laughs> for people to understand his uh, his ability. So I definitely start my uh, franchise with one of those two. In the draft, I'm definitely going to go for Josh Allen. Dak Prescott, I think he's going to – he could potentially be comeback player of the year, and I want to see him do well. Uh, Justin Herbert, I want to see him continue to develop and become one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he's well on his way there. Mahomes is amazing. So, you know, who doesn't love Mahomes? Mahomes is a star, of course. And, you know, Russell Wilson – Maybe he could uh, have a, another big year like he did last year and maybe continue, you know, on the foundation that he had and not slow down and kind of, 
you know, fizzle out the way he did. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty, this elite list looks amazing, and I would be open to getting any of these guys. I really want Josh Allen this year, but any of these guys would be a, would be an amazing choice to get for for the elite here as your QB one. Yeah, honestly, yeah, any of these guys to start a team with, and because you know there's so many good elite quarterbacks that can run now. You know, it's going to be important to find that right one to like put you ahead and get an advantage because there's so many like good QBs. It's like at the end of the day, you want that advantage at that position. So I think definitely guys like Kyle Murray, like you said, Josh Allen, just any of the guys who can run Russell Wilson. I think he's going to be up there. Second tier, though, that could be elite top of the list, Jalen Hurts. And I'm very hesitant to put him on here, but, you know, because he can run, you know, he's projected to be, you know, one of the top guys. He's projected to be in the top eight, which I, I do not agree with just because I think they're going to stink this year. I think they'll be one of the, the worst teams. He's going to get those points. He's going to run the ball. He's going to, he can throw the ball and, you know, we're going to see him with Devonte Smith, how that chemistry looks, but we'll see. I I'd be hesitant to draft him just because it could go very bad. It could. Then under that Matthew Stafford, you know, Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, kind of guys that not really runners. Um, so, like, if you're looking at this list and, you know, the guys are just Stafford, Tannehill, Brady, Lawrence, Burrow, I wouldn't want to start my team with those. If you want an advantage at that position, you need to go for one of the running guys. And then after that, I got Tua, who does have some running ability. We'll see this year, you know, a year after his hip surgery, how he does. I think he's going to have a good year. I just don't know necessarily what that's going to look like. And then, yeah, Justin Fields and Trey Lance. So I have them in here. I don't think necessarily they're going to be drafted, but like we said, you know, they might be starting at the end of the year. And if they are starting at the end of the year, they will be in this top because they can both run the ball and they have big playability. So like if halfway through the year they're starting, I think they're like, you have to get them unless you have one of these top guys. Like, let's say you have like a Joe Burrow or Tom Brady and you got to move on to Justin Fields and Trey Lance as soon as they start, just because they're going to get more points than him. Yeah, they're not going to win games necessarily, but they're going to get those extra points. And then last, I got Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins, Big Ben. Obviously, if you're doing a big league. And, you know, sometimes you're going to have to bring in a second quarterback, obviously, because of bye week. So that's something to consider. But, yeah, I I, I just wouldn't draft Big Ben at all. Um, if I'm being Kirk Cousins, but yeah, well, I'm not drafting. They're not even going to be my backup. I don't even know why I put them on this list. Third tier after that, like you go Jimmy G, you'll get Jameis. Matt Ryan, Derek Carr. It's not the the most attractive QBs if you're trying to get ahead. But yeah, what do you have to say on, you know, kind of the the second tier running guys, Jalen Hurts, you know, Tua Fields and Trey Lance? Yeah, any of those guys would be definitely good for that two spot. And then and though some of these guys on this list still have that running ability, not, you know, that aren't on an elite list. So they would definitely be those players that you should keep your eye on, I say. Because they could definitely help your team. Yeah, hundred percent. I wouldn't worry about picking them up right away. Um, obviously, they're being drafted. You know, I'd worry about that. And then, yeah, just two last two guys I forgot: Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz. Daniel Jones, he's got the running ability. He just throws a lot of picks. That's the only problem. Fumbles the ball quite a bit. You know, we'll see how he does this year. It's kind of make or break year for him. I think it's like his last draw. I'm not saying he has to make the playoffs, but he's got to make improvements this year for sure. And then Carson Wentz, you know. Obviously, in the system before, he's been an MVP. You know, we'll see what happens. But now onto some tips uh, for fantasy football for you guys who are just starting out or you've done it for a few years and are looking to get upper hand. So when you're drafting, make sure you're always looking for bye weeks. That's very important. 
especially for you know positions like QB, kicker, and defensive uh, player or defensive team. You know, some leagues have defensive players, some don't. But those are you know you have one choice for that. And when the bye week comes, you got to put someone else in there. So always be mindful of that. And as well as the other players on your team, like the wide receivers, the running backs, when their bye weeks are, you don't want them all lining up and then having to add other guys or maybe even having to trade or drop a guy. That's that's a that's a no-no. And uh, running backs are super important. A lot of people, when I talk to you about doing fantasy and they're like, you draft Mahomes first round or, you know, Lamar Jackson. And maybe a few years ago, that was the case when they were, you know, dropping like 50, you know, fantasy points a game. But it's not. And running backs are so important in having two running backs. Um, and like I said earlier, like me drafting DeAndre Hopkins in the first round, I think is what ended, what sealed my fate. Even though I had Derrick Henry, I think it's what sealed my fate is, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have those, even though Doc, Derrick Henry is a top guy, my second running back wasn't that good. So super important to have running backs. Running QB, like we just said, if you want to get that advantage at the QB position, you got to draft a QB uh, that can run and ability. And then lastly, strength of schedule. So on the apps, like, you know, you'll see the ranking for opposing teams, defense, their secondary versus tight ends versus running backs. That's very important as well for when you're trying to figure out who you want to start on that day. Um, Cause yeah, like the, you know, the first team you draft the first few wide receivers, you're not going to play them every single week. You're going to sometimes have to sub guys in who are performing or have a better, uh, but any tips from you issue? for this fantasy football season? Yeah, me personally, I definitely say just, you know, just pay attention to those, you know, bye weeks and just like stay aware and um, definitely be open to making the necessarily uh, changes for your team. Like whichever, whether you feel like you need more help and you need to develop that, like definitely be open to making moves throughout the season to help your team, you know, snag as many points as you can and just, you know, build and just build on that. So that's pretty much my, you know, tips for it. Cause this, uh, this definitely be, to be my second fantasy league that I'll be joining this season. So, you know, I definitely want to be open to making um, the necessary changes for my team to improve throughout the season because I want to stay healthy. And I want to get those players that I know are going to be able to perform throughout the whole season and not, like, get, you know, injured in the early weeks. All right, so that wraps up our fantasy talk for this year. Good luck to everyone. Uh, we'll be having our draft uh, tomorrow night. But uh, stay tuned because, you know, every week we'll be talking about what has happened in our league, um, which will be super fun to do. Um, but now we're going to get into uh, some NCAA talk. Uh, so I'm just going to break down some of my picks from week one, how I did. I went seven and three on the week. Had uh, my first pick, Colorado, South Dakota State. Uh, the over under was 50.5, 1.95 to one odds. Definitely took that. Um, Notre Dame, Florida State. Uh, last night, that game was, I obviously picked Notre Dame, but that was a crazy game. Definitely like game of the year potential. Unreal. You know, Florida State was down 18 points in like the second half and came all the way back. Uh, but yeah, Notre Dame came out with the win. So I got that. Mississippi State versus Louisiana Tech got the win there for Mississippi State, although it was pretty sketch. Uh, Alabama versus Miami. Uh, Bryce Young looked really good uh, in that game. And then I had Cincinnati versus Miami, Ohio. I'm super confused why there's a school called Miami, Ohio. Uh, yeah, someone could explain that to me. That'd be great. Uh, Georgia Tech versus Northern Illinois was my first loss, though. Um, yeah, not not a good game. Georgia Tech, they scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to go ahead, but then they gave one up in the last minute to lose. Uh, so not happy there. California lost to Nevada. 
you know, Washington State, you know, not a not a good not a good weekend for Washington. Washington State, you know, losing to Utah State. Uh, but then in Iowa and Oregon, I got those last two picks. So 73 for the week. We're going to try and do some picks every week. Issue might get some for next week. Um, we'll just kind of sprinkle in some NCAA here and there. Uh, but some thoughts on week one. So obviously uh, Georgia upsetting Clemson 10 to 3, uh, which was a defensive just destruction. Um, and it was 134 straight halves that Clemson had scored a point at the half and they went, you know, scoreless, which was crazy. You know, the quarterback DJ Ugale, I don't know how to say his name, but who looked pretty good last year with Trevor Lawrence being injured, you know, won a few games, but yeah, he was running for his life, like literally seven sacks through a pick, but yeah, Kirby smart, defense looks scary. You know, a lot of people picked them for a national championship. I, I'm just, uh, I'm just worried about Alabama down the line, but you know, they avoid Alabama, LSU and Texas A&M for the season, but it's going to come down to that playoff or the SEC championship game. And they obviously have to play Auburn, but I like Georgia's champion or chances of sweeping the table. It's just that last game against Miami is going to be tough. And then Alabama, obviously, uh, number one ranked, you know, they beat the 14th ranked Miami and, you know, Bryce Young, four TDs, you know, he's the first Alabama QB to do debut with four TDs through three rush for one good on him. And, uh, and now we're going to talk about some quarterbacks. So Oklahoma, uh, they just got by, uh, Tulane Spencer Rattler, you know, future number one overall pick, you know, obviously Oklahoma in the past, they've, you know, Colin Murray's come out of there and Baker Mayfield, um, Jalen hurts as well. So it's like now Spencer Rattler's the next guy. He threw for 300 yards, but threw three, two picks. A lot of guys compared him to Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes did throw picks in college, but that being said, I don't know against Tulane. Tulane did not look good, but the defense at the, I think the main point defense, everyone was saying Oklahoma's defense is going to be so much better. Like they're the second ranked team and they gave up 35 points to Tulane. So not a good look. Um, LSU 16th rank. They lost to UCLA. Uh, they just couldn't stop the run, gave up over 200 yards. And then lastly, probably the biggest disappointment of the weekend, Sam Howell. Um, not showing out. He threw three picks, 17 for 32 against Virginia Tech. Their defense was just unstoppable all night. Um, but yeah, you know, Spencer Rattler, he's supposed to be the number one overall pick. And then Howell, number two. And Howell's played good so far in his career, but that was probably his worst game. So it's going to be interesting. You know, all this attention into QBs every single year, all the mock drafts that come out for the next year, these guys were at the top. And they kind of had a, a bad start to the year. So hopefully they can regain their confidence and improve. You know, I don't think this ends their chances of getting to the NFL. Like, definitely does not. But I think it, it'll make some teams question whether to draft them, you know, first or second QB uh, taken. But now, lastly, we're going to get into our NFL picks for week one. Um, so we're going to do five picks each, just like last year. And then we're going to do standings all the way through to the playoffs. But yeah, last year we didn't do every single week, but we're planning to do every single week this year. Uh, so my picks for this week... Uh, the 49ers to beat the Lions. The line is negative seven and a half. I expect them to cover. Uh, the Bills to beat the Steelers, uh, negative six and a half. Yeah, Steelers, I don't think are going to be good this year. Bills could be a blowout. Uh, Rams to beat the Bears. Uh, the Vikings to beat the Bengals. And I got the Panthers to beat the Jets. Um, what are your five picks this week, Issue? My five picks are for the Buccaneers and Cowboys. I got the Buccaneers, the Steelers, and the Bills. 
like you said, a blowout. I got the Bills with that. Uh, Cardinals versus the Titans. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Giants, uh, me, me being a Giants fan, I want to see them do well this season. I got them going against the Broncos, and Saquon Barkley is going to be back week one, so I'm going to go with the Giants. And for the Bears and Rams, I'm going to go with the Rams. So, yeah, looks like it's it's going to be a great year. So stay tuned next week. We're going to be breaking down our picks from week one, uh, breaking down all the games, what happened, our thoughts heading into week two. But yeah, good luck, everyone, on your fantasy leagues. Uh, we'll be breaking down our league next week as well uh, when we break down week one. Uh, but yeah, any last thoughts from you, Issue? Yeah, I want to say good luck to everyone and uh, their fantasy leagues uh, this season. Um, it's going to be fun uh, throughout the season to just see how everything turns out. And I'm excited for the draft to, um, tomorrow night and can't wait to start selecting players for my team and see how my team is going to look at the end of the draft tomorrow. So I'm kind of excited. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, look, blocking bitches to Kimba, you niggas can't rap, get the fuck up the airway. Remember those days when we didn't get the red pack, teaching you balance, my nigga, your sensei. Move on my lonely, cause bitches be frontin', your homies can't trust me, cause niggas be stuntin'. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, yeah, look. Ayy, I'm really that nigga, I'm willing and able You call them your brothers like Ken and Abel Niggas stay watching my moves like it's cable Eat on the pussy, then kiss on the navel Her niggas mad, might get hit with the Rico Fight like a Gemini, fuck like a Leo Listen to me, just calling me Neo Got the name issue, was always a problem Dealing with demons, I'm looking for solace Niggas still move with their hearts full of malice Sit from a cup, but I poison the chalice I'm not too average Ayy, blocking bitches to Kimba You niggas care about, get the fuck off the airway Remember those days when we ain't get the red pay Teacher, you balance, my nigga, yo, sensei Move on my lonely Cause bitches be frightened Your homies can't trust them Cause niggas be stunning Yeah, yeah, look Yeah, yeah, look Like a Peter Piper Pack of pickled peppers I would ain't gon' storm right through the weather Peter tried to get his shit together Piper kept on moving like a bird All them bitches always flock together Cause the birds put up the same feather Cause the birds put up the same feather yeah, cause I wanna be supreme Sell out some shows, I be living a dream Make all my meals, go stack up my cream Go and take care of the people in need None of these niggas want problems with me Watch how high issue gon' body the beat Shit gon' be crazy, so fuck with your boy Making this music, giving you joy Don't try to play me, play with some toys Yeah, yeah, look Yeah, yeah, look Yeah, yeah, look Ayy, blockin' bitches to Kimba, you niggas can't rap, get the fuck off the airway Remember those days when we ain't get the red pay Teacher, you balance my nigga, your sensei Move on my lonely, cause bitches be frontin' Your homies can't trust them, cause niggas be stuntin' Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, yeah, look Hey guys, thanks Yvonne here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Give us a follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts, if you like what you're here. And also remember to follow us on social media. So you can follow me on Instagram at Stikesavant or at Noah Stikes, as well on Twitter at Stikesavant. And you can follow me, Issue, at on Instagram. Um, it's Issue underscore high on Twitter as well. And for my uh, podcast page, you can follow Issue Political Podcast on Instagram. And for Twitter, you can follow me at Issue Political Pod. Thanks, guys.